So thank you all for coming back to, uh, to our Sunday morning community, community-wide shear on Misakas Brachos, Nokos Tefillah. Um, today's topic is Tefillah Bebeis Medrash, V'geder Mekomo Shel Adam. We're going to see, we're going to start very narrow about the Maila of Davening in a Beis Medrash and Maila of Davening in a place of Torah learning. And then we'll try to broaden it a little bit to see what our ramifications this has about thinking about uh, the notion of personal space in, in Halacha. Uh, maybe people feel if people are more connected to one space than another, and different halachic ramifications that that, that that might have. Our learning should be discussed for the chayelim, for the chatufim, and for and for and for all of Am Yisrael. Um, so our sugya starts off as you've seen with the Gemara in Brachos Dafkas on the base, um, where Rava asks asks Rafa Papa, Lima lan mara mehani mili malyasads amr mishmei dafkas mili dikanishta. Tell me something nice about shuls. And what was the response? What did he hear about? It's almost like one of the second Sunday, Sunday tongue in cheek. Not something nice about shuls. Something nice about about a base medrash. Um, you see, sometimes there is humor in the Gemara. There's a little, there's a little bit of irony. He wanted to hear something nice about a base knesses, about tzila, whatever it is. It's like forget about forget about a shul. You should be davening in shari hamutsuyan and bahalacha. Um, so the Gemara the Gemara says, "Amar lehaki, amar kista." more than and So our girsa is that there are three different places. There is gates that are Matsuy and Bahalaka, there are Batikanasas, and there are Batimajrish. Why does God love Shara Matsuyan and Balaka more than any more than any other place? Because from the day the base Midrash was destroyed, in the Kalashbaka So this is often quoted in praise of Alaka. In the Rav Kook world, it is quoted in praise of Alaka, but also as a notion of the tzimtzum, of the constriction of Judaism and Galos, that it's very halakhically oriented. Then as you get closer to Mashiach, maybe it's supposed to again be mitzparetz and, and expand beyond the Da'am Amosh Alaka. But at the very least, there is a notion that Hashem it dwells within the four Amos of Alaka, and therefore you should, it's better to daven in a Sha'ar HaMutsuyan of Alaka. How do we know that? Well, the Bayi says, once he heard these things, he he was he he would go daven in the place where he learns, and then there is there is there who's who's the, the last Amora? Ravashi, Ravami Ravasi. Thank you, Ravami and Ravasi. Out of all the shoals in Tveria, they would only daven in the place where they learned. So first we have a statement in praise of Sharam and Soyan and Balaka. That's where God dwells. And then the Amorayim took that and said, if that's where, that, that, that's where Hashem dwells, so we should daven there also. So you should choose to put a place to daven, a location to daven, in the place which is a bisphenrish, in, in, the, in, the, in the place where learning is happening. So our first order of business is going to be to define Sharia Mamutsuyan Balaka. According to our Girsa, you have Bhatti Knesses, which are shuls, Bhatti Medrash, which are, seem to be places of learning, and you have Sharia Mamutsuyan Balaka. What in the world is that, and why is it better than a standard base Medrash? So this is almost like whatever type of learning, whatever you like about Bati Medrash, whatever you like about Talmud Torah, that almost becomes what the way you define Sharam and Suyana Malacha, and that is like the best type of base medrash. And then everything else is sort of like a tier two tier two base medrash. But once we go through the Shitos, we'll be able to explore a little bit more about what is unique about a Sharam and Suyana Malacha um, and what is uh, and what, what that means about, about Kedusha of, of space. So the first shot is Rashi. Rashi on the top of page two in, in the box. Shara Mutsuyan Balaka. What is Hamutsuyanim according to Rashi? Tsiyun Vasifas Tibor. According to Rashi, what is the definition of Mutsuyan? People. The more people you have in base matter, it's not there's no, there's no difference between the learning that's done there. The people are learning the same material, they're learning the same they're learning the same Torah. 
But a base medrash means a base medrash of one, two, one person, two people, three people. The Bati Medrash Rashi knew in France and Germany were tiny. Like Namish, I think there, there are tens of people, and, that, and that's it. Um, but Sharm Tzvi Balaka means you have a lot of people coming together to learn together. I didn't put it on the sheet, but in the Pirish Rashi on, on the Haggadah Shal Pesach, um, there, there is a line there, Mulami Shi Mutsuyanim Sham, that there were Mitsuyan in Mitzrayim. So we, I generally think Mitsuyan means they're excellent, they excelled. Rashi, Perish Rashi on the Goddess says Mitsuyan means they gathered together. They were, they were a large demarcated group. Um, so it's the same Lashan Tsiyun means something which is demarcated, something which is recognizable, which means a lot of people together. What does it have to do with Sion? I'm, I'm sure I'm sure somebody has a has rush about that. Sion is a lot of Jews together. I'm not sure, but you could, uh, you could go there. So going to Rashi, it's not, there's not a difference between the type of Torah that's learned. The difference is in terms of number of people. What about Rabbi Yonah? What, what, what does Rabbi Yonah say? What is Shar HaMetsu in Balacha as opposed to a regular Bish Madrash? Kvios. A regular Bish Madrash, he says... Say? Kvios Lekir. Kvios Torah Vahorah. A regular Bish means that there's a drasha there or Pasuk that is learned there from time to time. If you look at the last line, it's underlined. Shalom dim ham lefisha, drashos o Pasuk. Um, there is a, if you learn a Pasuk every once in a while, you have a drasha every once in a while, that is a Bish Madrash. What is a Shara Metsuyun Balacha? It is a Makum that is Kavua. It's a place where it's Shisham Kvios Hator Behora Becholyom. People are sitting there, sitting and learning there every single day. Who cares if people are sitting and learning there every single day? You might just think it's a quantity issue. That people are, the more people that are learning there every single day has more Kedusha. But you look at the last line over here, um, the, 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 the Rabbi Yonah adds on something else. Nisham Kamos HaKavuim Heim Bimkom Beisamekdash. That it's not just a quantity issue, that there's just more Torah being learned there, and therefore maybe there's more Kedusha. It seems to take on a new status. That if people are learning there constantly, day in, day out, that creates a certain amount of Kedusha in the place, and the place becomes similar to the base of Mekdash. How does Rabbi Yonah know the place becomes similar to the base of Mekdash? From the Gemara. Because what does the Gemara say? First of all, the Pasa quoted from Sunni Malacha is about Sion, about the, about, the, about the base of Mekdash. And also, the Gemara says, Yom Shechar Beis HaMekdash, in the Kadosh Baruch HaBalama, El Da'alama Shalaka. So the Gemara compares this place to the, to the Beis HaMekdash itself. So this notion, that a place where there's constant learning, is similar to the Beis HaMekdash, this is something that triggered something in, in, in Rav Soloveitchik's mind. Um, and therefore, I gave you this piece from Rishimo Shirim, from the Shirim which Rav Soloveitchik gave on the Sakas Brakos, written up by my, by my father-in-law, I'm Rabbi Hashim Reichman, about why a place where there's kavua learning is similar to the base of Mekdash. So he develops a whole theory over here. What does he say? That there are two types of Kedusha in the base of Mekdash. There's Kedusha's Habayis, that this, this structure has Kedusha, that the Mishkan had Kedusha's Habayis as well. There's a certain Kedusha in the base of Mekdash, a Tommy person can't go in there, and things of that sort. But there's also a deeper type of Kedusha, a more impactful type of Kedusha, not just Kedusha's Habayis, but Kedusha's Hamakom that the location itself, almost the ground itself, gets suffused with Kedusha. And that is not based on the fact that the Aron is there. It's not based on the fact that there's Akravas Karbanos there. It's based on the fact that it's the base of Akira. This is the place that, this is the place that God chose. What about the base of Mikdash? Once it's a place that God chose, what makes it special? How do we know it's special? How is it different than a regular Mishkan? If you look at look in the sec, second and the next page, so Rishik says, what is one of the halakhic differences between the Mishkan and the Beis Mekdash, between Kedushas Abayis versus Kedushas HaMakom? It says the Sanhedrin. 
If you look at the pasuk about where the Sanhedrin has to sit, if you look at the underlying parts, from the Eidah to the Beis HaBechira, Chala Kedusha is Makom. In the Beis HaMikdash, there was Kedusha in the actual mountain, the actual location. In the Eidah Mishim Haki, Makom Yeshiva Sanhedrin, Hayudafka Belishka Hagazit, the Beis HaBechira, are full of Hashem There was no Halacha, according to Rav Zalechik, that the Sanhedrin had to sit near the Mishkan. The Sanhedrin had to sit in Shiloh. The Sanhedrin had to sit in the Midbar together, together with the Mishkan. Moshe Rabbeinu sat wherever he sat. He was the Rosh of the Sanhedrin. His tent, I guess, was the place where the Sanhedrin sat. Only when you get to the base of Mikdash do you have this notion that the Sanhedrin has to sit on Harabayas connected to that location. And the lotion of the Pasuk is not that the Sanhedrin has to sit in the bias. What does the Pasuk say? The Kamta Ve'odisa, where do you go up to the Sanhedrin? El HaMakom Asher Yifkar Hashem. To be Shaman Nilmad, Shashanadrin Yoshim, Yoshim, the base of Akira. So, in terms of the Kedusha, in terms of, let's say, what type of Avoda happens there, in terms of how far can a Tamay person go in, the Kedusha's bias of the base of Mekdash, Kedusha's bias of the Mishkan, were similar. Where do we start finding differences between the Kedusha of the base of Akira, that the Makom itself was suffused with Kedusha, versus the Mishkan, where only the bias, the structure was was Kadosh, but not the place where it stood. So Vajik says, one of the major differences, the other differences he points out elsewhere, one of the major differences is the Sanhedrin. So what do we start seeing then? What 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 things become associated, become connected in the world of, in the world of Halacha? Kedushas Makom becomes associated with Sanhedrin being there. What, what does the Sanhedrin do when it's there? Halakha. They sit and they learn and they teach Torah every day. Misham Yotzei Hora the Yisrael. That's why it's called Hara Moriah. It's part of the very definition of the Makom, not of the bias of the Makom, of Hara Moriah. So similarly, Rav said, what do we see about a place where there is Kavua learning and Hora happening? It's not just that the structure becomes Kadosh, but the very ground, the very Makom, the space becomes suffused with Kedusha, similar not to Kedusha of the Mishkan, but to Kedusha's base of Bechira, of the base of the Mekdash itself. And that's why it is a good idea to daven in a Makom that is Kavua for learning, because you're not just gaining the Kedusha's bias. It's not just similar to Kedusha's base of the Mekdash, Kedusha's Mishkan, of the structure, in terms of what goes on there. It's similar, it, it's similar to Kedusha's base of Bechira, but the Makom itself becomes suffused with Kedusha. And this is part of, part of a broader theory of so, so, so we're talking with Stuart about this, that if you ask, let's say, a Kabbalist, like, why is the Beis HaMikdash Kadosh? I don't know. What would they say? I guess we can ask them Shlomo. God? Sorry? What would, what would you say? All the spiritual roots are there. All the spiritual roots are there. Look at... Yeah, yeah this yeah, is Evan Shasia. Look at the Ramban and Zagdama and This is where the world is created from. There's Ashras Hashkina there. Something metaphysical. According to Rav Soledic, agrees with all agrees with that. But he, in his halachic pieces about the Beis Mikdash, he consistently adds on one other thing. What is what is mashlim the kedusha of the makom? What creates the active kedusha in the Beis Mikdash? Torah, Torah. What Torah? The Aron. What did the Aron have? The Aron had the Lukos. That's why Salvechik thinks that the the Raman Paskins, a historical Shiloh, the Raman Paskins, that the Aron is nignaz underneath the space of the Beis Mikdash. The Machovus Nigmar, what happened to the Aron after Kerman Vice Rishon? The Rambam in Hakos Beis Bakira Paskins that the Aron is there in the ground on Haramoria. Why is that important for the Rambam to Paskin that? Because our observation is a whole theory that what is Makadish the Makom forever, and the Rambam thinks Kedushas Beis Bakira is forever, from, from, already from time Shlomo, 
is the Torah that's found in the Aram. The Torah is what's mashlim the Kedusha of the Beis Nekdash. Similarly then, what is that Kedusha associated with? The Torah and the Horah that the Sanhedrin is, 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 going, is, going, is going in and teaching. Salvation got this from Chaim Velazhen. Chaim Velazhen, the founder of Velazhen, and Nefeshayim says all Kedusha in the world comes from Hashem, and the most concentrated, I guess, manifestation of Hashem in the world is the Torah. Therefore, all Kedusha ultimately comes from the Torah. What about Kedusha's based Mithash? What about Kedusha's Eretz Israel? What about other types, other types of Kedusha? Rav Chaim Velazhen didn't necessarily fill it all in. Of Salvechik, go through every Kedusha's Makom, Kedusha's Eretz Israel, Kedusha's Eretz Mithash, Kedusha's Yushalayim, he always finds a tie in to Torah. That have something to do with the brisker ideology, but the same person who wrote Halachic Man is also the one that's saying that it's Halacha, it's Torah, that is in the Kaddish, all of these places. I would assume there's some type of association there, but it's, a, <laughs> but it's an interesting thing to think about that, um, you know, if you read Rav Salvechik's Halachic writing, not Drusho's, but Kedusha's Eretz Israel, what was Makadish Eretz Israel? Kibush. Sorry? What, 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 was the, what did the Kibush, what went before the Machana? The Aaron. What did the Aaron have? The Lukos. I mean, Rosalishik has the Yukim and the Rambam for this. It's not just something that Drasha came up with, but the Yukim and the Rambam, that it was the Kedusha of the Torah, that was Makadesh Eretz Israel. And the second base of Makadesh doesn't have proof, proofs for this, but what type of Torah was Makadesh the second base the second time around? Torah Shabbat. Exactly. And that's where the Sanhedrin said in Yerushalayim. It's a fascinating thing. Salvation's theory of Kedusha's Makom is, I don't know if always, but very frequently associated with, with Torah as the thing that's being Makadesh. And therefore, it makes a lot of sense. Sharm Sun of Alapa. This is a perfect signal for Absalvechik, because the best place to daven, the place that's the most kadosh, according to Rabbi Yonah, is a place that has a kavua group of people that are learning Torah and Horah on a regular basis. That is the ultimate type of Talmud Torah. Um, so it's a, it's just a fascinating thing to think about in terms of where kedusha comes from in, in this world. So it's it's I, so in the language I'm not sure what the uh, as, I, I, the, the connection between base of it is there a causal connection between base of Bechira God shows and the center saying there is one the center saying there is a mashlam the kedusha that's all she uses elsewhere that the Torah enhances amplifies the kedusha that's already that's that's already there. In this piece, you're, I think you're right. The, what the causal link between those two elements are is unclear. It's just the fact that they're associated. Um, and if they're associated, then in our own shuls, if you have a shul where there's kavod learning happening, that is the best type of shul to in, but it's similar to the Kedusha's Makom of the, of the base of Akhira. Or, or, yeah, or I would say that, I mean, it's a bit of a, it doesn't go exactly with that, with that theory of Kedusha's base of Kedusha's having the Kedusha's by virtue of having Allah there, but if Base of Kira has this permanent the meta and Kedusha. And there it's interlinked completely intimately linked with with uh with the Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Permanent Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean you just proving the the fact that things I think so. I think, I mean, at least in terms of the, the, the best place to daven, let's, let's, let's keep it more limited in terms of the actual context. The best place to daven is a place where there is kavua learning happening, and not a place where there is kavua tefillah. It's better to, better to daven in this room, where it's a kavua place of learning, than to daven upstairs where, where it's just a makom tefillah. 
again, in terms of, that is obviously there's space issues and there are other, there are other factors they can take into account, but if there's a minion here, a minion upstairs, this is, if this was the only factor in the world, it would be better to dive in downstairs and upstairs. Right, like sometimes like we'll have uh, like a share upstairs, like, you know, let's put up a trench stuff, like, and then when they say hurrah, do we mean all forms of learning Torah? Ah, so, so, so Rabbeinu Yonah's yeah, so hurrah is a little bit vague. It sounds like something Talmudic and halakhic. This gets borne out more in the later sources. I'll just go through it quickly. The Marsha, the Marsha says, what is Sharem Son in Balacha? It's the type of learning where, uh, where you're learning Gemara, Ilasuki Shemites, Aliba Dokazi. Just look at the underlying part. Ha'inu Sharem Son in Balacha, source number four. Makam Shakol Tamid Chabim Kobea Makam Lutrasso. So again, what was the Marsha's Darachalimud? He wanted to have, uh, it's learn Gemara to find Alaka. So for the Marsha, that is the best type of learning. He gets to have the Gemara above Matthias, and therefore, Sharm Mitzvah of Alaka is a place where that type of Torah learning happens. Go down to source number five, the Nitziv. Marmusad is the Nitziv, the Rashiv of Elijah. What type of Torah learning does he prioritize? And therefore, it creates the best Makom for Tfiba. Near the Sharm Mitzvah of Alaka, Hainu Sha'uskim Umchab Shim Bahalaka. Right, the Nitziv all throughout his all throughout his Alaka commentaries, all throughout Hamikdavar, his commentary in Chumash, he is into Pilpulo Shal Torah, into handling, into creating, creating Kedushim. So for the Nitziv, where Kedushim are created, that is the ultimate place of Torah study, and therefore it is the best place to die. So if you, there is a distinction between Sharm Shem and Alaka and the regular Bishmarish, what it what is that distinction? According to Rashi, it's about number of people. According to Rabbi Yonah, it's about Kvius, about, it's about, cons, about, about constancy. It's about the type of Torah that's the type of Torah that's learned there. And these are these are entryways, portals into broader subgulas about what is the best type of Torah and what is the best way to bring Kedusha down Kedusha down into the world in a halakhic sense. Let's look at the Ramam though. What does Ramam say? Source number six. Base Medrish Godlam Base Knesses. William so, Karan, does the Ramam distinguish between different types of Batimadrish? What would you say? Let's, let's say this base Madrish that only a couple of people learned there. Base Madrish where they only they learn where they learn Chumash, where they learn where they learn Chasidos. Doesn't sound like the Ramam differentiates. Ramam just says base Madrish. I'm sorry? Tyra, Tyra, Tyra. The Ramam was. There is a differentiation where there's the Torah and no Torah. Exactly. So Torah is the is the only category. If it's a place that is set aside for for Torah study, that is greater than Yeshua, and it's better to daven in that place than to daven in a place which which is only which is only Yeshua. As long as there's a minion. Yeah, there's uh, this is something which which I, I should should mention. There's machlokus. Yeah, yeah. There's a machlokus in Rishonim whether or not the Maila of a bismedrash sharmis on melacha even overrides tefillah betzibur. Meaning, let's say there's a minion upstairs and no minion downstairs. Where should you daven? So the Rambam is clear. You should have an upstairs because, of, because there's a minion there. Other Rishonim, Rabbi Yonah quotes the Chachmei Tzarfas and say, no, you should even have in downstairs. Better have in Sharm Tzion and Balacha even over Tzfil B'Tzibor. What about numbers? So, so, so good. So we, the way we paskin is that Tzfil B'Tzibor is, is a priority. That beats out Sharm Tzion and Balacha. But if you have a minion in both places, even though generally speaking we'll say Barovam Hadras Melech, you can prioritize the Beis Medrash even if there are only 10 people there over a major, large, large ritual. Because we usually have a lot of people up there, but there's a Tehmanim in here. Ah, good. So, <laughs> like so, 15 guys. So, if, so, if, it's not going to do. Um, but, it's a Tehmanim, it's like a different thing. Yeah. But, um, it's also, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's the only factor. There are other factors also, meaning, 
if uh, you know, if even though you know, the 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 kotel may not be necessarily be like the most, I mean the kotel maybe is a makom kavua for learning also. Let's assume the kotel and outside area of the kotel is not a makom kavua for learning. But poskim say it it trumps a lot of the milos of makom tefila because it's a makom kadosh. You're gonna have more kavana there. Similarly, similar a similar thing could, could be true about other milos of tefila. Um, but if you look at Rabbi Noach, Rabbi Noach is clear that the Rambam's girsa didn't differentiate between Shari Mitzun and Balacha and Beis Medrash. Look at Rabbi Noach, he's one of the commentators on the Rambam. Beis Medrash Gadol, source number seven. Kedar Minan, Eino Gadol Kadosh Baruch Bolamo, Ela Arba Moshe Lacha Bovad. The Amar, Oiv Hashem Shari Tzion, Mi... something? Thank you. Um, that's supposed to be an Aleph. Oiv Hashem Shari Mitzun Balacha, Mikol Batikneses. Right, the Rambam, the, the, the way he quotes the Gemara, leaves out the difference between Sharm and Sunnah Balacha and Beis Medrash. According to the Rambam, it is a general statement that Talmud Torah and a, a place that is set aside for Talmud Torah is better, more kadosh, more gadol than any shul. So you don't have to differentiate between I'm learning Gemara, I'm learning Halakha. There is a Kavua Drasha over here, not a Kavua Drasha here. There are a lot of people here, not a lot of people learning here. It doesn't matter. A Beis Medrash is more gadol than a Beis Knesses, and therefore it is the ideal place to dab. Why? This is something the Rambam holds throughout, that Talmud Torah is greater than, than Tefillah, um, because Tefillah is something, is Chayesha, you're davening, as Rashi explains in the Gemara, which, which is there in source number 8, Tefillah being Chayesha means you're davening for things in this world, you're davening for Panasa, you're davening for food, you're davening for, for kids, davening for davening for all things connected to this world, and Talmud Torah connects you to things that are beyond. Talmud Torah ultimately is about Yediyah Hashem, it's about the knowledge of God, and therefore, a base medrash is Yosir Gadol from a base Knesses, no matter what type of Torah you're learning. Because all Torah ultimately is a way of Yediyah Hashem, supposed to Tzvila, which is very focused on things in Olam Isn't it also if you're learning is, I think, uh, if you're full-time learning, then you don't have to take time to stop? Yeah, exactly. So this is same, 100%. So, so the Rabbeinu Manoach connects, connects those two Rambams. The Rambam also poskins that if you're full-time learning, you don't have to daven. Why? The Rambam says because Torah is Yosir Gadol from Tefillah. And then the Rabbeinu Noach references you to this place where he says, it's the same way Torah is Yosir Gadol from Tefillah, a base Medrash is Yosir Gadol from a base Knesses. Good. Yeah. So that's a it seems to be a machlokas in the Gemara, according to the way the Rambam understood it. And the Rambam paskins that, that they are, they're both Luchud. I mean, you're supposed to have time to dive and time to learn, unless you're a Tarasa Nasa, unless you're somebody that's learning full-time. But in, there's still a hierarchy. Even though, you know, in our lives, we do lots of things. We have to differentiate between... We have to compartmentalize our schedules. But we recognize certain things are more important and more essential than others. So similar, similarly, you should have time for Torah, time for Tefillah, um, if, you're, if you're the average person. But you have to recognize Talmud Torah is greater than, than Tefillah. So the Raman doesn't differentiate between different types of learning. The Bismedrash is a Bismedrash. Is a bismedrash. Fantastic. So I think this is a, it's a fascinating subject on, on its own, just in terms of do we differentiate between different types of Torah, between different, between different types of base matters, where does the Kedusha of, of a base matters come from? As a, as a story I should share with Avi, I hope I'm quoting it correctly. I meant to check it out with a Talmud at Rav Shachter, but I forgot to do it before, before the share today. Um, and, and in Yeshiva University on Thursday nights, there used to be a group of Chabad, Chabad Talmidim from, from Crown Heights, from various places, I don't know exactly where they came from, to learn Chasidos with, with YU guys on Thursday, night, Thursday nights after, 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 after Marev. Sorry? Sometimes when I was there, it was now sushi. I guess you read it, it's now people want to come with sushi. Um, 
So lovely, lovely people. After a couple months, I think, of them doing this, um, Rav Shechter, who was you know, the major post at NYU, basically told them that they should be learning in a side room. They shouldn't be doing it in the base matter itself. So I, I, if I recall correctly, he never spoke publicly about it, if I recall correctly, but what he told, what I, what the, what I remember hearing, um, second and third hand, was that first of all, it was creating a balagan. It was, uh, was creating a lot of disruption in the base matter-ish. And number two is that this base matter-ish is for, mainly for Gemara and Halacha. So you want to learn a little bit of Makshava, and if it's not you can learn a little, a little bit of Makshava. But to like have like 20 guys from Crown Heights come and they're saying, we're going we're to have a Hasidos seed there in the base Medrash, that's not for our base Medrash, that could be done, but it should be done in a side room. That was very polite. So, sorry? <laughs> so I, so I didn't, um, so I, I, at the time, I, I didn't, I thought it was like an interesting thing, I thought maybe it was a Chodesh or a Shakhtar, I didn't know, didn't, I didn't know any Bikoros for it. And, and I'm, after going through the sugya, I meant to, to forward the question to him, is it based on these, based on these makoros? But I think it, it will make sense that it's based on these makoros. So we really see as a hierarchy in terms of the kedusha of a base medrash, perhaps, as we'll see in a second, between a base medrash that's kavua for a gemara hora'a and a base medrash that's kavua for a Tanakh Mishnah, and maybe maybe Hasidus and Makshava as well. Even in the it was mostly Gemara. Was mostly Gemara, but yeah, but a third of the day was Kavua for, for Hasidus. Two thirds. Two thirds was not, right. No, the problem with the Gemara is say that it, it didn't get Halakha Pesukah, which then might be a concern. Right. In okay. terms of this Sugiya, Shina, Shura. Right, but I guess, I think our Chaim Velashin was not necessarily interested in Halakha it, it was much more focused on Pilpula Shatora. Which is the Darach in the the, the, the classic so classic with fish yeshivos. In this sugya, does he in this sugya, does he hold that that's the same as Torah? I think yeah. I, my guess is that if you if the Nitzib says chidushim is the highest level of Torah, chidushim means just learning Gemar Bion and playing around possibilities and coming up with new with new eventualities, even if it's not halach lamaisa. But the the act of of learning a sugya and, and thinking it through and coming up with a new idea um, is the highest level of Talmud Torah. That's what Rav Chaim says in Nefesh Chaim. So it stems with the Nitziv's understanding of Sharm and Balaka, because the Nitziv was Rashiv of Alashan, so he's, he's perpetuating that Mesorah. But if you ask the Marsha, the Marsha would say, no, it's much more Halakha Lamaisa based. Ask Rabbeinu, it's Hora. Hora sounds like it's Halakha Lamaisa based. Brandon, and then we'll go on, because I want to focus yeah. on one other point. Yeah. When I was there, um, they were still in the Brit Midrash. They weren't like in a, in a room, a classroom. They were in a Brit Midrash. Um, just it was like one of the like, less frequently used ones. Okay, good. Was, uh, it was still a Midrash. Okay, good. So uh, I don't, I, again, I don't know, I don't know if the whole story is true. If anybody's listening to this online and they, they know the truth of the story, because um, good. What's fascinating about this is that it, again, we, we it's interesting to think about what is the kedusha of Mesmadarish? Is there a hierarchy? There, the thing is, there is one other sugya and shas that directly links, directly that, that directly discusses the relationship between a base Knesset and base Midrash. And these two sugyos, the sugya and brachos that we just saw, and this sugya and Megillah, which is source number 10, are not in conversation with each other, neither in the Gemara itself, nor in the Rishon. And this, or perhaps in the Rishon. This is source number 10. Um, the Gemara here is discussing, the Gemara, the Mishnah Megillah says that there's a hierarchy of Kedusha, Malin Makodesh of Ein Maridin, that you're supposed, that if you sell something that's Kadosh, you can only use the money to buy something that is more Kadosh. You can't use the money to buy something, something that's less Kadosh. So the Gemara asks, can I, can I transform a shul into a base matters? What's the question? What's Markadosh? What's Markadosh? Is a shul, if, I, if a base matters is Markadosh, I could transform a shul into a base matters. I could sell my shul to buy a base matters. If the base matters is less Kadosh, then I can't. So the Gemara says, it's a Makhokas. If you want to make a shul into a base matters, sorry, it's allowed. 
Clearly, what does Rapapi Mishmid Rav hold? That a Beirabanon, a Bismedarish, is more Kadosh than a Beis Knesses. But Rapapa Mishmid Rav But then there's another opinion about the opposite. So you really have a head on Machloket about what's more Kadosh, a Shul or a Beismedarish. If you ask Argabara, what is more Kadosh, a Shul or a Beismedarish? A Beismedarish. So why are these conversations, why are these sigils not in conversation with each other? Why is there machlokas in the Gemara Megillah and no machlokas in the Gemara by us? So if you look at the Rambam, the Rambam doesn't necessarily have a problem. You look at source number 11. The Rambam Paskins, Mutzer lasos base kinesis, base medrash. Of a base medrash, asr lasos base kinesis. Shekedushas base hamedrash, you see your opposition's base kinesis, malam kodesh and lomaridin. How does the Rambam Paskin? Base medrash is markadosh. How the Rambam Paskin by Asa Betachos Tevila? And Beis Medrash is best laid to Davin. So the Rambam might have thought, yeah, there, there might be a steer in the Sugyos, there might be a Machlokas over here. The Rambam Paskins consistently, Torah is Gadol than, 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 than Davining. A Beis Medrash is more Kadosh than a Beis Knesses. Therefore, you should Davin in a Beis Medrash, and therefore, a, if you sell a Shul, you could use the money to buy, a, to buy and build a Beis Medrash. But what about all the other Rishonim? What about the Rishonim, the, on the Achornim, that differentiated in our Sugya, Sharam Sena Balacha, that a base Medrash that where you learn Gemara, learn Halacha, is more Kadosh than a regular base Medrash? Does that translate into Kedushas base Medrash in terms of selling selling one, using the money to buy the other? So you look at source number 12, there are some Achornim that say yes, should shave it so far. I'm forgetting which one's, which descendant of the Chassam Sofer this is, one of the descendants of the Chassam Sofer. Uh, sorry, which one? The grandson of the thank you, the grandson of the of the Ksam Sofer, Paskins, that 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 if that if you sell a shul, if you sorry, if you sell a base medrash that is that is used for Gemara and Halacha, you cannot use the money to buy a base medrash, you build a base medrash that is meant to be studied Mishnah and Mishnah and Mishnah and Chumash. Why not? He puts the two sigas together. This is the same way in the Sugya of Sharam and Sayyidina Balacha, we see from the Rishonim and Akharim by us in the Sugya and Brakos that it's better to daven in a place where they're learning Gemara and Halacha Bikvius. That means that space has more Kedusha. If that space is more Kedusha, then Malam Akodesh Meimaridin means that there are two types of actual Kedusha of a base Medrash. If it's Kedusha's base Medrash where I learn Chumash and Mishnah, and maybe Chasidus and Makshava, and there was Kedusha's base Medrash where I learned Gemara and Halacha. And Gemara and Halakha infuses the place with more Kedusha. Therefore, it's better to dive in there. And therefore, also, it is more Kedusha in terms of what I could use the money for. Good. But, what do you think? What? So that's putting the two sigils in conversation with each other and saying, whatever you conclude in one, you should transfer to the other. But could you read the Gemara's otherwise? The answer is yes. You could say that there are two different sugyos. There's one sugya about formal halakhic kedusha, malin makodesh ve'in meridin. There we say maybe a shul is more, more kedusha than, than a base knesses, maybe than a base medrash, maybe a base medrash is more, is more kedusha than a base knesses. That's about what to use the money for. But there's another sugya, which is sugya in brachos, which is not necessarily about formal halakhic kedusha. What is our gemara talking about? The initial gemara on the sheet. The, what's more chaviv? What's the best place to daven? So maybe the best place to daven is not necessarily correlated with the formal halakha kedusha of a base, base medrash and a base knesses that we see in the sugya, Malin Makodesh, Malin Makodesh, Ve'in Meridin. 
So you look through some of the Akronim, Slavichik says this, and other 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 Akronim say this as well, that we can have two different sugyas. One sugya about four Malacha Kedusha, what is more Kedusha, Abis Medrash or Abis And there's another sugya about what is more Chaviv to Hashem. Um, where is it better to daven? Where is, where is my connection to Hashem stronger? It doesn't necessarily always mean the place that is more formal halakha kedusha is the place that's better for me to daven. Maybe Sharm Sunya Malaka, maybe a Bismedarish is a better place for me to daven, even though a shul, according to one opinion in the Gemara, is more halakha kedusha than a than than a uh, than, than a Where do we like levels? I mean, like otherwise we could go crazy because then a Bismedarish where huge Kabbalah Chacham. Right. Learning is better than a base measures that like I learning to do a lot. Like, like I'm just saying, like where where does it end? That is a great question. Yeah, and uh, in in theory, you could you could have you could have infinite levels, both in terms of the chavivos and and in terms of the formal halacha kedusha. In in theory, in theory, in theory, you you really could have many 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 levels. Um, I think the place where you see this accentuated the most is the tzlach. Because the Tzlach says that everybody up until now has basically been misreading the Sugi and Brachos, but Sharam Suna Balacha. Everybody up until now has been reading Sharam Suna Balacha. We're talking about a place where people learn Torah. People learn Torah B'Kviyos, people learn Torah B'Tzibor, people learn Torah Gemara Halacha, whatever it is. But if you read the end of the Gemara, what does the Gemara emphasize? Where did Rabbi Amin and, 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 and Rabbi Asi Davin? Where they studied, exactly. It's a personal thing. And Slach says, read that line back into the earlier stages of the Gemara. Look at the underlying part in source number 13. Right? This is source number 13 that Slach is a note of Yehuda, Rabbi Keskolando, he's one of the, the greatest post-taking in his generation. He says, what does it mean it's best to daven in Sharam Mitzvah Balacha? We're not talking about formal kedusha of the place at all. We're not talking about a bismedrish versus a bismedrish. A bismedrish where you learn gemara versus a bismedrish where you learn chumash and mishnah. We're talking about the, the they're talking about the place where you personally learn Torah. Your makom Torah. Your makom Torah becomes the best place for you to daven, even if it's not necessarily a formal bismedrish. Even if it doesn't necessarily have the formal halachic kedusha of kedusha space medrash as described in the Gemara Megillah by Malin Bakodesh, Malin Bakodesh Vein Marita. Yeah. I, I think that the the slach, uh, the slach's opinion seems to be more consistent with a close reading of the Gemara and Brachos. Good. Yeah. Um, especially since uh, the Gemara actually loops lumps the base Knesses and base measures together. Yes, one sec, one hundred percent, exactly. Right? And then and and then it has this like story about at the end about how they would they would only they had thirteen base Knesses, but they would only learn in a place where they they learned. Exactly. Not, you know, where it was like necessarily the Makamara. The the Rav's Kiddush and the Rashimos is uh it, it's very nice, uh just might not necessarily be the closest reading of the stories of the one hundred percent. One hundred percent. That is supposed to be at the end of the end Gemara. Of Now, I think it's actually a transition from the Makam Kyos up to the base of Mikdash, 
other Sanhedrin, and then you take it from that Arashat Alakha, and then Abayi expands it to a personal Alakha as well. So the end, yes, is going to Right, it's, it's of course, you know, the, the story at the end, it's reading the story at the end back into the definition yeah. of Sharam and Sinab Alakha. I was thinking maybe da, the notion of Da'at Amos, if we, in the Halakha Da'at Amos is a, well, is a Mokam, I'm sorry? It, it's a person. It's a personal space. So your dal amos are coming for you, and in uh, and, and, and you have a notion of you have dal amos. So maybe that's where. But dal amos is also confused for shos and, and other sugyos. So it may not necessarily be be about personal space. But I think this slack really accentuates the point that we're not dealing with the formal halakhic kedusha of the space that you're davening in, and therefore that would translate into if I sell this space, what could I do? What could I use with the money? We're talking about a a chavivos, a, a certain belovedness of the place, and a place that has more kedusha for me personally to daven, and therefore each person can have their own sharm tzayin balaka, their own bismedrish, vis-a-vis the notion of the maila of davening there. What's fascinating is that the tzlach has a similar comment about makom kavios for tefillah. Look at source number fifteen. We'll, we'll, we'll skip our motion for a second. Source number fifteen is a more well-known gemara. You're supposed to have a makom kavua for davening. Amarabi Chalbo, Amarakuna, Kol Hakovea Makom of Tfilaso, Eloke Avram Israel. If you have a Kvios Makom for Davening, the God of Avram will help you. Well, Kashemis Omrimlo, and when a person passes away, they say about this person, E Anav E Chasid Mitamidosh Avram Avino. This person who has a Makom Kavua, such an Anav, such a Chasid, is a student of Avram Avino. And because Avram Avino was the first person to have a Kvios Makom for Davening. So, what is the notion of having a Makom Kavua for Davening? Again, here we're clearly talking about a personal space. So I, I always dive in the same location. Um, what is the notion of that? So you look at the Meiri. I didn't put it on the sheet. The Meiri says it's less, it's less distracting. You can have more kavana in a makam kavua because you know the area, you know the space, you know the people, and you're not getting distracted distracted by the surroundings. Look at the tzlach. Again, this is this is the note of Yudas, and this is the noted posik. Um, what does he say? He he asks, why are you such a chassid and an anav if you have makam kavua? Look at the underlying part. Venera the Iker time of Shakapios Makom, why is it important to have Kapios Makom for Tila? If you dive in there, that space has Kedusha. When you dive in in a place, again, we're not talking about these classes where other people dive in, I'm talking about a place where you dive in. You infuse that place with Kedusha. And the Kedusha in that place then helps you daven the next time you're there. The, the Kedusha is sort of mitztaber, it builds on itself, and the aggregate of the Kedusha that gets built up in that space from your tefillos, not from other people davening there, from you davening there, helps your davening become accepted, it helps you have kavana in your tefillos. Why are you an anav and why are you a chassid? Because you have to realize, he says, you can't daven by yourself. Davening is very hard. It's very hard to daven in kavana. It's very hard to have your tefillos be makobo. You need to use every type of help that you can get. So if you admit that I can't, it's not just about me as a person and davening, but I need to use a tools to help my tefillah become one of the tools is the aggregate of Kedusha that gets built up in a certain location. If I always have in there, then I'm realizing that I can't daven by myself. I need to use other messiah, I need other, I need other helpers, assistants, I need other, other kalim, other techniques to help my tefillah become a kubal. That's why you're defined as an anav, as an anav and a chassid. The tzlach, I think, is fascinating because what does he end up saying? If you learn in a certain location, then that becomes your makom kavua for learning. You infuse that place with the kedusha, and it's better for you to daven there. And then when you daven there, what does he say the sugi of makom kavua? 
your tefillos then add Kedusha to that space, and therefore your tefillos are maratzoi. So Tzlach is developing in both sigyos this, this notion of personal Kedusha space. You have a space, you have a, you have a, you have a space on the bench, and there's in a certain room where you dive in and you learn, and the Kedusha there is mitzvah it builds upon itself, and it's not just Kedusha in general, it's your personal flavor of Kedusha, but it's about your learning, about your davening, and that helps you learn, helps you daven, helps your, and helps your, your tefillos become more mikubal. I think that's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty fat, I think, I think experientially, it's something which I think many people experience. Um, and I think uh, in terms of the reads of the sugya, again, this is the way that Slach, the Nondo Yehuda, read both of these sugyas. And I think this links um, to a broader notion of the, the relevance, the importance of a person's makom in, in halakha and, 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 and agarata. Um, that there, some people could think of a space, a physical location, it's just, it's just a setting in which I live. I'm a person, I'm totally independent, I'm, a, I'm an, autonomous, an autonomous independent being. It's, I start with my head, I end, end with my toes, and I just happen to work with any, with any, with, with any certain setting. So I, I, we're physical, physical beings, I need a three-dimensional space to work within, so I work within a certain space. But, um, as, but I think as some of the Makoras bear out, there is halakha, in this in certain senses, sort of understands there is a deeper connection between a person and the space that they're occupying, particularly a space where they occupy for a long period of time, and a space where they do kadosh things, where that space becomes part of their identity. And when they're in that space, they're getting kokos, spiritual kokos, chiyos, kedusha, from that space that they themselves infuse into, into that space, and that helps them in their life, in their in their in their it helps it helps them it helps them in, in their avodas Hashem. So just just a couple of uh, of, ex, of, uh, of expressions of this. If someone got to someone alacha, look at start look at start number seventeen. Um, the Gemara in Tanhedrin. The gomos is mechaper in a person. Good. The Maral is one of the I think the major figure that pushed this notion of makom being part of the part of the definition of a person. Maral has this has this all over the place. There's an essay I found where the Maral, I think, in 25 different places, talks about Makomo Shal Adam as part being part of the Geder Shal Hashem Shal Adam. Part of the definition of a person is the space where they live and where and 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 and, 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 and where they act. That's why the Maral says, if you go to Galus, that's Mahaper. Why is it Mahaper? Not just because there are a lot of Yisurim and it's very hard to move, as all of us in Aliyah realize how you know, traumatic and hard moving from place to place could be. But because you're leaving part of your chios behind, and you're moving your chios to a, into a new location, there's something about your identity that is shifting when you move locations. Look at the Maral, and the Maral has two formulations in this Kedushin Maral in source number 18. Look at the underlying part. He quotes the Mishnah. da, kapara. You love it removed from your world when you when you go into Galus. Somebody always quotes. Every person, their kiyum, their existence is tied to a specific location. And the the makom gives existence. Again, you have to translate Maral's words into regular English, into regular Hebrew, whatever it is. But the makom gives existence to the person that's there. And that's why when you go into Galos, your existence is a little bit lessened. Then you look at the second to last line on this page, he has a stronger formulation. The makom becomes part of the person's identity. And he says that's why when you're writing a get, you don't just write the shema ish, shema isha, and the names of the Eden, you write the place where the get is being written, and also maybe perhaps the place where the get is being delivered. 
the Gemara doesn't have a source for writing writing shame, writing the makom. He says it's because it's part of the shame. If you're writing in the name of the aid, part of the identity, part of the shame of the aid is the place where the aid is functioning. Therefore, it makes perfect sense. When you go into Galus, you're not losing your entire identity, so it's not like you're getting full kapara, but you're losing part of your identity, and therefore you end up getting you end up getting chazi kapara. Exactly, exactly, exactly. The Maral quotes that, quotes that, and one of the long pieces of the Maral about this, he, he, ends, he, he ends up quoting that. And I think this is mamish, this is, this is simple pshat in the, in the sugya of, of Yibam. We'll, we'll, we'll conclude with this, verse 19 and 20. Um, if you look at the second Vad Yibam, again, you have two brothers. Unfortunately, one of them gets married, passes away, passes away without, without children. So Yibam, the living brother, married, married, marries the Almana. What is the purpose of Yibam? You look in the Psukim, what is the purpose of Yibam? So if you ask your local Bible scholar, your local academic, what is the purpose of Yibam? What do you have to do? Have a kid and call the kid the name of the deceased brother. You're perpetuating the legacy, the shame, the identity of the, of the deceased brother. According to Chazal, according to Halakha, according to the Medrash, what does this passage teach us? Look at the Gemara in Your nachla in Eretz Israel is the taish, is the definition of the word shame. Maybe it means actually to name the kid. The Medrash current Yosi, current Yosi, Yochanan, current Yochanan. What you would think some of the Pasuk would be. What is the definition of shame? What does it mean to perpetuate the legacy, the name, the identity of the deceased brother? That the brother that does Yibom is Yorish, their Nachala in Eretz Israel. And this becomes a focal point of, uh, of, some, of, some, of some of the writing in, in, the, in the Hasidic Svarim, that every person is supposed to have a nachal in Eretz Israel. The Gonim say, everybody has Dalat Amos in Eretz Israel, even don't necessarily know where it is, but the Lachal ramifications the fact that every Jewish person owns Dalat Amos, Dalat Amos in Eretz Israel. Um, and, but that, that Dalat Amos, not, not just random, that the Goral, meaning Hashem, chose this nachal for you because your neshama is associated, is connected with that makom. So the Nachala in Eretz Israel is not just a random place. It is where your Shorosh of Hashem is. That is a place where you get spiritual sustenance. That is a place where you could feel most at home in an experiential way. That is a place that is most matim for your Avodah Hashem. That's why in Tanakh, the word shame, it's not just here, other, place, other places as well, um, it becomes associated with the person's Nachala in, nachala in, nachala in, in, nachala in, uh, in, in Eretz Israel. The identity of a person becomes associated with the land in part which they live. That's why it's so important in the things as a mitzvah deraisa to be buried in your nachala. Um, why should you be buried in your nachala? Because again, you're perpetuating your connection to the land, to your nachala in Eretz Israel, even after, even 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 after you pass away. The notion of kever avos in Eretz Israel, according to the Nitziv, is a mitzvah deraisa. It's a din deraisa to be buried dafka in your nachala together with your ancestors. Because you're supposed to perpetuate your nachla in Eretz Israel. Look at this. Read Sefer Rus. What is what is the yibum happening there? Lakim shame achiv hames al nachalaso. The words are explicit. You want to you buy the land back so you can perpetuate the legacy of the people of, of, of the people that were killed, of the, of the people of the people that died. So 
whether you take in terms of Nachla and Eretz Yisrael or your personal space for Torah and Tefillah, I think it's a similar idea that the way the way the Torah is formulated according to these approaches is that Makom is not just a happen a happens to be a place where you function. Eretz Yisrael is not just a place. I know Jewish people are a nation; they just happen to be a place. So God put them in the Middle East. There's some type of inherent connection between the person and the place where they function, the place where they're supposed to live. You could create that through the Torah and Tefillah in that place, or you could be given it by your Nachala in, in Eretz Yisrael. And hopefully, I think this idea is a, it's, it could be a very powerful idea in terms of, you know, for those of us that made Aliyah, hopefully we could feel connected to the place, to, to the place, you know, people, the people that are born here also. They could feel connected to the, to, the, to, the, to the place where they live in a way that surpasses or transcends just a functional connection. This happens to be the place where I live, happens to be the place where I happens to be, happens to be, happens to be the place where I learn. No, this is part of who I am. I'm connected, I'm rooted in this place, I'm anchored here. Um, and we're Mosif Kedusha. There's a reciprocal relationship between the land and the Makom and, and the people. Nimr Hashem, it should be a schus for Am Yisrael. Of course, in August creation, that we must go and 